Okay. I never do that. She's like, um. You're going to sit in that one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's turn it a little bit. Let's get the light out. We can do that while we're going. about to start the Alter Perform show, the show about performing your best in business and life. And I have a very special guest today. Do you have a question? No, I'm going to start <laughs> this a, one when you start that one. I have a very, I did start. We're starting this. Oh, wait, wait a second. Okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay that it starts like this because we have so many. You have to remember, we'll simulcast. Uh, live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, Blog Talk Radio. Then it goes up to iTunes and iHeart. So you can find this everywhere that you can think of. Welcome to the Ultra Perform Show, the show about performing your best in business and life. Today I have Dimitri Vallejos. Va- Vallejos. Vallejos. Oh, you say it like Vallejos. Oh, Vallejos. Vallejos. Uh, and uh, he's going to be talking about mind, body, spirit, our connection to them. Um, he, he's an independent wellness consultant for Raw Dimension. So what does that mean, an independent uh, consultant for Raw Dimension? So I, I help, uh, I, I kind of help people with uh, kind of understanding themselves. Uh, independent wellness consultant being, uh, I kind of, this is all out of self-study. This is all something that uh, I've done out of my own passion for living. Uh, and which is kind of interesting because, you know, we kind of find ourselves here on your Ultra Perform show. So, mm-hmm. And I have a show called Passionate Living. There you go, you know. So, um, yeah, independent wellness consultant. I, I, I help people with understanding themselves. I help, I help people with uh, understanding uh, their own unique um, sense of wellness for their, for their own uh, personal mind-body-spirit complex. Great. That's great. So you're, you're, you work with sacred holistic medicines, and you've been studying master plants and working with sacred medicines for almost a decade. Yeah. So what are master plants? When I first read that, I'm like, what are master plants? Yeah. Because I know you in a completely different way, just through association at work. Sure. And when I read all your stuff, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So what, what so, is that, master um, plants? So master plants are uh, specific plants that kind of... Uh, they assist us. They assist our consciousness. Um, they we, we live in symbiosis with nature, with uh, with the earth. Um, so master plants are specific plants that we have found throughout our own uh, experience uh, here on earth, throughout you know aeon and aeon, like the aeons of uh, of our own experiences uh, as a species here on earth. Um, through indigenous medicine and indigenous wisdom, there have been certain plants that um, they have been designated as master plants, like uh, such as tobacco or the ayahuasca vine, uh, San Pedro, the cactus, uh, also known as wachuma, hmm. or uh, like peyote, uh, the Native American uh, master plants or sacred plant medicines that have been is, used is for marijuana. A master plant? Uh, yeah, it's a teacher I, plant. I, don't, I only ask because it's so well known and. It's used for rope and clothing yeah. and all sorts of things. Uh, I would say cannabis is a uh, is a teacher plant. Um, however, uh, I would not say it is a master plant. Um, I would compare maybe uh, cannabis to being as high school 
uh, whereas some of the other ones that I mentioned would be uh, college or university in what they're able to teach to us through our own understanding with them. You know, like uh, cannabis, I think, breaks down certain um, like social constructs uh, that the government or our own ideologies have kind of created for ourselves, you know, uh, through social impact, that kind of thing. And then we start to get into other plants, like other, like some of the other master plants, like ayahuasca or um, maybe even mushrooms, you know, the magic mushrooms, uh, psilocybin mushrooms, those kinds of things, um, with being able to assist our own consciousness uh, in, in understanding ourselves. So master plants, they are healing plants. Uh, I mean, other master plants, would they be like things like lavender or they, they are healing plants. Aloe vera. Aloe vera, sure, I guess, in a, in a sense. Um, in a sense of, uh, of understanding that these, these, these plants are healing by nature mm. and they are able to assist us uh, through symbiosis and understanding our own body and the relationship that we've shared with them for thousands of years. Mm. Yeah. Great. Why do you think we don't use them as much as they were used and why is it so common like uh, medicine pharmaceuticals and um, replace that or or is it like hand in hand how do you see that i think it's uh it's a it's part of a political machine you know um and and, and it, as we extricate ourselves from like the political the normal usage of politics or political we you know we are we're able to see that poli- like politics are just moral moral judgments for you know, discernments that we that we make for ourselves. You know, I think that it's a skewed ideology that's been given um, from generation to generation since uh, the war on drugs or consciousness, as I like to put it, started. Mm. You know, and our own ability to understand ourselves in a very deep level. Um, I think that they have been uh, misunderstood greatly, and that's why they have been kind of made into uh, a stigma of society or kind of uh, blanched in a certain way, hmm. you know. So um, that's, that's kind of why I'm, I, I feel the need to uh, kind of expand people's uh, awareness around sacred plant medicines and master plants by nature uh, and our connection with them and also just um, our place in the cosmos as far as being, um, you know, part of it, you know, so. What, what brought you to this point? Like, why... Why master plants? Why medicines? Why raw dimension? What? How did you come to that? Um, through kind of just uh, really searching within myself, you know, there was uh, I, I had a really interesting childhood growing up. Uh, there was a lot of uh, emotional uh, trauma or drama that happened throughout my 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 adolescence. Um, the way that I felt was uh, you know highly misunderstood. Um, and really, I mean, that translates into me just misunderstanding myself and kind of finding the opportunity to uh, find or seek more understanding and overcome my own uh, lack of awareness, you know. So as I, as I started to dive deeper into myself and understand myself uh, more uh, and feel my feelings versus reject them, I came into the awareness of who I am. Um, a lot of that had uh, had to do uh, with the use of, you know, psychedelics um, and kind of just allowing myself to explore my own consciousness and map my own, like map me, map myself out, you know, where my emotions go, where they lead to, uh, and kind of just begin to find a childlike nature in my 
exploration of myself and and allow myself to come into what I what I feel like has always been there. Um, as I you know developed and uh, grew more uh, aware of my own uh, kind of uh, I guess place in in this life, um, I found you know more connection to uh, my purpose and my place. Um, I started to study you know plants and uh, started to understand the homeopathy, naturopathy, um, healing in general, what health means. Um, started to look at life tremendously different. Uh, I had a, a couple of awakenings, as I think the New Agers would call it, uh, where I. Uh, so you don't consider yourself a New Ager? I don't know. I, I, you I, said I, the New Agers, so that's quote unquote. Not you, yeah. Um, like it's you. It's part of me. I definitely will accept that it's a part of me, uh, and that like there are New Age aspects to my life. Um, but as I, as far as identifying and labeling myself as a new ager, I would stay away from that. You know, that's mm-hmm. just a personal, um, I guess, uh, discernment. You know, like uh, in, in like nothing against new agers at all. I mean, it's it's a way of life. It's a, it's a lifestyle. You know, I think um, I think that uh, labels limit uh, you know certain allowances of of the being in the self just by nature. Mm-hmm. You know, they constrict. So you were talking about how mind, body, and spirit before we started the complex, mm-hmm. like how they're all they work together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the mind, body, spirit complex. Uh, it's a it's a it's a faculty in and of itself. Um, in the in the sense of being able to you know extricate ourselves from the human experience far enough. Uh, to be able to perceive the uh, the individuations of mind to body to spirit and the catalyst that is uh, projected through each of them as we grow uh, our own sense of awareness throughout our own minds, our own bodies, our own spirits, you know, those kinds of things. And ultimately it leads into a complex, I feel, in of uh, like a psychological nature of who we are. Mm. You know, so the mind-body-spirit complex is is what we are. It is a it is a combination, a conglomeration of the notes and the harmonies that we play uh, in this grand symphony that is the universe. You know, so um, yeah, I mean the complex though. Um, we we find um, we find lots of uh, lots of expansion in in those. Um, in those awarenesses, when we look at the mind, you know, like we look at our thoughts, when we look at our body, we look at our feelings, um, and we will, and when we feel into our spirits, uh, we we can find who we are or who we have always been, and you know, like kind of touching back on what you asked me earlier, like how I how I came into this, and it was really kind of just tapping into that that spiritual side of myself and who I am, taking the time to understand my thoughts, where my thoughts are coming from, and understanding my emotions, and then. You know, and feeling my body, uh, and then uh, and then understanding, you know, who I am truly and who I've always been throughout all of my lifetimes. You know, so. So when so the mind, body, spirit, they they work together. It's a it's a it's a catalyst. Uh, it's a it's a catalytic nature. Um, if you were to look at it as, as a as a matrix of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like mathematically, a matrix is like uh, there are rows and columns of 
numbers and, you know, uh, equations or sequences that, you know, like essentially lead some to some place, create algorithms, those kinds of things. So, you know, when we look at um, the matrix uh, of the mind-body-spirit complex, um, we are able to see that there is a, an, like an infinite nature about it. Um, you know, the whole idea of what a matrix is, is that it produces something um, or, or, or helps one with understanding something and, uh, and, 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 and receiving a potentiation uh, of, of that matrix a certain set of principles, a certain set of laws, rules, regulations, structure, right? Um, and then finding the potentiation into uh, signification. We uh, we make we make things mean things in life. That's kind of where yes, we do. We make a lot of things. A lot of things. We're right? meaning making monkeys. Yeah. I think uh, to quote um, maybe Joe Rogan in that one. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, kind of finding um, the matrix and the potentiation and the signification of that mind-body-spirit complex, um, they definitely absolutely work together, you know, in, in, in the sense of recognizing our light uh, and our consciousness, um, like uh, our, our very essence of who we are. Uh, it projects itself through the matrix in the sense of understanding you know, the certain set of principles or psychological, um, you know, adherences that we, that we, that we create for ourselves, uh, and then, you know, find it, the potentiation of that, the projection, the, the desire to want to create something, either the experience that we're experiencing now, um, or, uh, and, and, and then what we make it mean. You know? We were talking about, here's where I, I, there was one thing you said earlier, you were uh, talking about um, the Potentiation. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I, we were joking around about how this spell, but um, you were talking about projecting uh-huh. yourself mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you mean by that? Um, I was like, okay, I can, I can, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I didn't know what you meant by it, but it doesn't matter. Sure. No, yeah. I don't know everything that everyone ever comes on here and talks about. Of course, no, no of course. Okay. But yeah, could you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like uh, the potentiation and like what does that mean? How do we project our energy into our reality? Uh, I think that comes into play with uh, with our intention, uh, our general intention in life uh, and our focus, you know, and our attention. Um, when we focus our intention with our attention into being able to create what it is that we want, that is the that is the potentiation of of our being. You know, when we recognize that we set goals for ourselves, or um, we wish to reach a certain um, point in our life or our progression, uh, there is a deeper yearning within our being uh, that you know that, that creates desire, it creates passion, it creates purpose. You know, and so uh, that that is the potentiation, the, the ability to seek within the self and kind of find uh, the identification that we hold, the identity that we hold within mm-hmm. the mind-body-spirit complex and the matrix that exists as our general waking experience. Does that make sense? You know, and in, in that in the in the sure. potentiation of our of our of our being, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a very intricate process. It's a very complex process, you know, in that sense of being able to understand the mind, body, spirit complex, that it's actually, it's a faculty, but it's also very complex by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes, it takes a lot of, um, a lot of time, I think with the self, um, whether you're alone or whether you can create a, a space for yourself, you know, within your own waking experience to go within the self and, and process some of those deeper uh, ancestral roots of where we come from, um, where we're going and what we're doing, you know, as, as a consciousness, you know, like um, mind, body, spirit to me doesn't just mean like, um, like a brain, flesh and blood. And then, you know, like uh, what makes me cry or those kinds of things like mind, body, spirit to me means uh, the air that I breathe. Um, and the earth that I live in and the cosmos that I exist within. Um, my body doesn't stop at the flesh. Um, you know, like when we look at quantum physics, quantum physics at this point states that there is no separation between you and I or the airwaves that are transmitting this message across the radio waves, those kinds of things. Or so the air that so we're why do we have the experience of separation? Because I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I have intuition and I get ideas and thoughts and I'm connected to that. Mm-hmm. But why do we have such an individual experience when you tell most people out there what you're saying, mm-hmm. they'll be like, whatever. Individuation. And not everyone, obviously. Sure. But when I say most, like the masses of people yeah. will be like, what whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, individuation, I think, creates uh, the illusion of uh, of the specialness of uniqueness uh, and it's true we are each unique uh, crystals or beings in this life um, snowflakes if you will you know um, the uh, the beautiful part about it is in uh, is in my paradigm the individuation it uh, it helps me with understanding uh, connection more uh, it creates a mirror for me to be able to perceive my own reality in uh, in a way that I recognize uh, what the what the universe or you know whatever you want to call it is is communicating to me and um, the universe yeah or whatever what do you mean the universe or oh, God or, or like uh, you know some spirit, spirit the great self, spirit higher or, self those kinds of things you know or Jesus or however you identify yeah. Allah or Buddha, yeah. or... Uh, Any of them. You know, like, um, I think it kind of comes down to uh, being able to really just uh, recognize your identity with all of it. And, um, you know, seeking that that, that greater uh, desire. And, and we help each other with identifying, you know, who we are. I think about um 80 roughly this is a broad statistic i don't know where i got this statistic, like this statistic from but uh, it's like uh, i think 70 to 80 percent of what you know about yourself is something is given to you by other people uh but like, this is the process of reflection and identification with you know like how people or society or your family tells you how you should be versus just who you are mm. you know inherently by nature you know and yeah, i was talking to salenta about that today it's one of the hardest things is that being focused mm-hmm. on what you see mm-hmm. and not listening to all the other stuff. Yeah. And finding the balance to listen to some of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what should I listen to? Right? 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. This, I, have a, I have this fancy saying, uh, don't shit on myself and don't shit on others. You know, like, mm-hmm. should I, like, language is very is very powerful, which is to what Salento was saying earlier, is that, um, you know, like, words have a lot of power behind them, you know, and, and being able to recognize uh, which words we are utilizing in our lexicon and for what purpose, how we're saying them, why we're saying them, what the intention is behind them. Uh, what are the intentions behind them? Yeah. That's what I was saying. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you can use the F word and you can mean all sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. I was just using that as an example. Yeah. But just so you know, when we keep referring to Salenta, she's sitting right back there. <laughs> she helps pr- uh, produce and uh, get the show ready. She's a great help to us. Let's give her a hand. Thank you, Salenta. <laughs> she's the invisible person in the back of the room. Right. She's just the voice. Yeah. But, um, but so much more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like... Um, you were you were mentioning and talking about focus, you know, like how we focus our our um, energy into our lives. You know, this is this is the 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 very basis of what potentiation means. You know, and, and how we find our uh, our focus and where we're placing our intention, where we're focusing our attention, and how and why we're giving our energy to whatever it is that we're giving it to. You know, and so. Um, as we find uh, more focus and, you know, meditate more often to find more awareness about our own, you know, patterns, our own internal patterns, and you know, through having conversations and dialogues with itself, it assists us with being able to understand the mind and then kind of moving on into the body, we, we create action. One of my mentors growing up uh, told me, uh, like a pretty simplistic, like in a very, very simple way of putting it is, uh, if you if you want something, you know, at all, if you have desire for something, first you must embody it by being it uh, and then uh, create actions and do things to get yourself to that point. And then, and then sooner or later, through determination and proper planning, you will have what you desire. Anything is possible in this life. It just takes an open mind and the willingness to, to succeed, you know. When you say anything is possible because I've had this argument uh, what about you joining the NBA now and becoming the best basketball player? You know, I mean, I think that... It's not um, like, I'm not trying to be a pain in the butt. No. But I get asked that sometimes, too. But I, I mean, but I want to hear what you, what, how do you see that? In, in, in the... Um, this is a very multidimensional question if you want the real answer from me. You know, no, like, I wanted a lie. Well, hey, you know. I know it's all. Sometimes people just want to hear a lie. Yeah, no. I mean, um, our lives are so multidimensional that I I feel like if I really truly put my mind to wanting to be the best basketball player alive and put the time, the practice, Mm -hmm. and the dedication, yes, I could do that. Um, Am I passionate about it? No. Yeah. You know? So it it really kind of comes down to understanding – uh, like uh, we're, we're we're much more complex than that. We're we're I mean we're not we're not very simple creatures, humans. You know we we tend to make everything complex. You know when nature is pretty simple, uh, eat, sleep, and uh, maybe fornicate a little bit in between, and then do it all over again. You know. <laughs> so um, 
you know, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think that to, to put that kind of, um, structure or like, uh, you know, to structure my matrix in that way, asking me if I'm, if I, if I'm, if I could be the best NBA player alive, uh, I'd say no, because I'm not passionate about it, Adam. I, uh, I'm passionate mm-hmm. about, uh, about life and, uh, and, and helping people understand themselves more, uh, you know, and, and understanding our connection to the cosmos and why we're here, you know, what the difference is between, um, like uh, when like when I close my eyes and when I open my eyes and you know why I, I feel like I can't see anything when I close my eyes but yet when I go to sleep and I close my eyes I can see all kinds of distant distant lands distant worlds mm-hmm. you know like um, so yeah you know just a different perspective on life that uh, that I think that I try and help people cool what do you do with your uh, being a wellness consultant what is it that you're I mean, you do a few things, master plants. Mm-hmm. Um, as a wellness consultant, you know, like uh, I'll have conversations with people uh, like we're having now. You know, like, uh, there are um, like my, my initial consultation, you know, will typically consist of uh, a few questions and about like four questions mainly. Uh, and then we can dive into more questions based upon those answers of those questions, you know, and um, those questions are... Uh, you know, uh, like, who are you, you know, um, what are you, uh, what are you doing and where are you going, you know, and um, in my own unique line of work and, and kind of helping people, I think, find a deeper connection to themselves and the deeper connection to the cosmos and, you know, kind of understanding our place in it. Um, those and like based upon the answers that they give me will kind of give me an idea of uh, where they're at in their own structured unique experience or sojourn uh, in in life you know like where they're journeying to as, as a consciousness as an individuated piece of consciousness that is you know traveling throughout time and space or space and time at you know whatever rate they desire mm-hmm. you know we are infinite beings in my perception and so uh, I don't think that we only live this one life. I think that we live multiple lives, and you know that that is that kind of finds reality for me based upon the um, the, uh, the the very fact that there is like quantum physically there is no separation between you and I. So physically, materialistically, there is nothing separate. You didn't want to sit that close to me. What do you no, mean? Not that I don't want to. I mean, I'll hug you if you want. You know, but uh, actually, yeah. but we still have that. That viewpoint of uh, independence, yeah, autonomy, mm-hmm. you know, like boots on the ground. Um, the uh, the interesting thing about it is that as a wellness consultant, you know, like um, I I kind of just try and understand people first, uh, even when they don't understand themselves, uh, body language, um, their overall breathing patterns, uh, the energy that they're holding or carrying can tell me a lot about where this person's at in their life and what they're doing, how they're focusing. Are they progressing in life or do they have momentum or are they stagnant, you know? And um, so as a wellness consultant, you know, I I ask the four questions like, who are you? You know, trying to help them with remembering who they are. Uh, What are you? Um, See if they understand that question, you know, and like, uh, what are you doing and where are you going? You know, um, my answers to these questions um, are very simple. Um, other people get really complex with it. You know, like, 
Um, I had a gentleman once tell me that, uh, you know, when I asked him who he was, he uh, said nobody. And uh, I asked him what he was. He said that he was a homo sapien. I said, okay. And I asked him, you know, the next question, like, what are you doing? And, and um, you know, when, when we get honest answers out of people, sometimes they can take a turn for the dark, you know, like, and, but it, it helps me with understanding where these people are at in their own emotional you know, waking experience of finding wellness. And, you know, what he told me was um, going to uh, an early grave. And uh, when I asked him, you know, like, uh, like, uh, where is he going? He said, nowhere, you know, besides an early grave. And uh, that kind of helps me with getting to understand or getting to know, you know, where this person is at emotionally, how much, you know, like, uh, how much passion they have for living. It's a general compass. It's a meter for me to be able to kind of gauge where this person or entity is at in their own waking experience and what they're focusing on, you know. And so I, and, and after I get that information, uh, I kind of help them with starting to find balance, you know, assuming, assuming that people that are coming to me are out of balance, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but um, and, and then we kind of move into uh, other areas or other modalities of... Um, of understanding them, you know, like uh, my family has been developing a multi-level body scan for the past uh, 30 years that uh, reads the body's meridians, you know, referencing tr uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, and this, this multi-level body scan essentially will, um, you know, kind of help me with understanding what frequencies uh, you are holding you know, if, if we are, if, if we are everything in existence, if we are consciousness in totality, uh, you know, and, and the unique frequency that is Adam or Dimitri, uh, you will, we all have uh, discordance or distortions within those frequencies. I don't know. Well, I mean, hopefully you'll tell us your secret because, uh, you know, perfection, I don't know, I've, I've heard that perfection is, is insanity, so. Yeah, there is no, anyway. Right, you know, so. Um, 30 years, huh? 30 years, yeah. So, um, I mean, they were one of the first uh, uh, multi-level body scans that, uh, that was approved by, by the FDA. And then, uh, and then when the FDA thing caught uh, recognition of, of, their, uh, of the healing potential of this technology, they, they blacklisted it and red flagged that it's being membership only and that it's not medicine and that uh, it's not, uh, not to be called medicinal or anything like that. What this machine does legally is an illegal standpoint is it helps with balancing uh, your bionetic energy, um, you know, bio, you know, symbolizing life, net, showing the weave that we exist within life and the study of it and how we find our own unique pattern or harmony, you know, the balance that exists as us. We are instruments of, of the universe, in my opinion. And when we're out of tune, we are in discordance and we are unhappy. When we are in tune or in alignment with ourselves, uh, we are naturally authentically shining and radiant and we passively are able to um, spread uh, our own unique blend of love and light upon the world if we're going to, you know, fancy the new age just here. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the new age. <laughs> language is language. That's the beautiful part. You know, I, I, I think that it, it helps with expression and that's, that's about it. You know? 
uh, all the negative, opinionated, you know, people that say that New Agers are insane or it's the millennials' fault or whatever, like they're just opinionated. It's everybody's fault. Yeah. Baby boomers. The millennials. I think the Native Americans. The, Na- the Native Americans yeah. say that we borrow the children, uh, borrow the earth from our children. We don't, in- like, they don't inherit it from us. Mm. We borrow it from our children. You know. Interesting. So. Interesting way to say that. So if someone wants to uh, get a hold of you or work with you, how would they do that? Uh, you know, I mean, it would be uh, through visiting my website, uh, which was uh, which would be www.rawdimension.com. Uh, and uh, I have, you know, all of my contact information on there, or they could reach out to me at, uh, you know, Dimitri underscore Vallejos at yahoo.com. Um, how do you spell Vallejos? V-A-L-L-E-J-O-S. And they'll be posted uh, on here, but just in case. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, or you can reach out to me through Facebook, Facebook Messenger. My Facebook profile is uh, public. You know, I, I, I willingly, and, I willingly uh, and uh, openly accept comments that, uh, from uh, anyone and everyone. I don't really mind. I serve people from all walks of life, and I don't really have any kind of uh, bias against um, in any kind of individual until, uh, well, no, I guess not until I'm not trying to make ultimatums here, but, uh, you know, like I hold no bias for people. I love everyone and everything, you know, I hold bias if they're rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try and find, oh, you don't need to be rude. I'll try and find forgiveness, you know, like, uh, ask my, uh, ask myself the holy question. What would Jesus do? Yeah. You know, yeah, I have a magnet on my fridge. I'll turn it up. WWJD. What would Jesus do? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I like I'd rather find forgiveness. Cool. So well, thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having. Appreciate me. it. Yeah. Keep your eyes and ears open for the Ultra Perform Show, the show about business and life. Before I finish, will you see if we have any questions? I just, oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. I don't know if we have any. I don't think so. still trying to learn how to use a... No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I need your vitamins to the show. That changes everything. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> My dog. Okay, we can do a show like that one day and invite people in. Yeah. Okay, great. She was just about to click on inviting people into the show, and then there would be a big uh, group show. We have to set that up first. So thank you guys for watching and listening. Who do we have on tomorrow, Swanta? Tomorrow we have Jason Lamb. Jason Lamb will be on the show, and he's known for? He is a monk, a Buddhist monk. Sweet. We've got Buddhist monk on tomorrow. Yeah, Marine turned Buddhist monk. He's Marine awesome. returned Buddhist monk. Yeah, he's written a few books. Um, I think he wrote a uh, zombie book. Actually, I know he wrote the zombie book. Oh, nice. Uh, incorporating Buddhist, Buddhist. principles, and then he also really? works with homeless and yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, service. Great. Well, thank you guys for watching and listening to the Ultra Perform Show. You can find us on iTunes and iHeartRadio and blogtalkradio.com slash ultra perform. See you guys. See ya. See you guys.